<laughs> I started it, so you're going. Well, through. we're we're going anyway. Well, thank you for listening, yeah. everybody. Thank you so much again. We're so humbled and honored to be able to do this. Um, the yeah. questions, the messages, the the things that we get every yeah. single day. We are just so blessed and honored to be used as vessels. Um, so I want to hit on one thing real quick. We're gonna we're gonna send. This is gonna be a day of tu- a, a touchy conversation that we're gonna get into. We're gonna touch on Catholicism. And we've got today. Travis and Lex back here with us. So. And I kind of have like a little idea of the way that this is gonna go, but we're just gonna kind of let it flow and see what happens. But. You say I bet it doesn't go that way. <laughs> um, Twenty dollars says. I don't have twenty dollars, so I'm not betting. <laughs> First, 20 imaginary dollars, though. While we're on the topic of touchy subjects, I wanted to, uh, Travis, who is here, Alexis and Travis are both here to talk with the Travis had brought up to me one thing that came, that did not come across on the homosexuality podcast that we did earlier this week. So while we're upsetting everybody, we might as well just tell them that. But I wanted to go ahead and clarify one thing that did not come across. I do believe 100% that the, um, I I don't know how to uh, start this topic, but it's the topic of identification, I guess, of of homosexual identification as a Christian or or as a professing Christian is not, is not in no way acceptable. I believe that identifying as such in itself is sinful. So you saying, hey, I'm gay and I'm a Christian, not No. Okay. I'm a gay Christian. It's not okay. It's not okay. The struggle is okay, but that's, to me, that's part of the struggle because you struggle with knowing that that's something that you can identify as, that that's something that you can't, you well, like can't Travis's do. Travis's example, I don't, I, I don't introduce myself as an angry Christian. Anger right. may be a sin that I struggle with, but you wouldn't right. go up and be like, hi, I'm an angry Christian. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Or, like I said, on the other side, if you had a, a, a completely straight male that had a problem the other way, you wouldn't identify yourself as a ladies' man Christian. You know, like, you, you just, there's I'm just, I'm a, I'm a fornicating you know, I'm a fornicating, yeah, I'm a fornicating, yeah, there you go, I'm a fornicating Christian. And if like, you think it's okay to identify as such, then that's the that, problem. That's, that's the huge issue, so I'm thankful that we have people that brought up, so I, I, if we definitely weren't clear on that, I'm glad I have the opportunity to clarify that, because, yeah. yes, definitely not okay. Right. So that that hits on on that, on that note. So I think on so the Catholic the, so the Catholic <laughs> the Catholic Church for me this is something that I have um, little I I have knowledge of. I, I told Lex before we started this is something that I have very very little patience on. Um, I believe. Um, I don't, of course, my computer shut down. You believe very strong things about it. But I, be- yes, I believe very, very strong things about it. I think First Timothy two five makes it extremely, extremely clear. I mean, just on. I mean, I'll just start it with that. To me, that's that. To me, that's my number one issue with um, the Catholic Church. I think when we when we first talk about it one I guess issue questions things that we need to think about um, the papacy 
first of all, this whole office is if I'm if I'm correct, how do they how does the Catholic Church believe that the papacy was given? So they believe that the papacy stemmed from uh, Jesus when he gives uh, Peter his name. Yeah. Right. And then he says, and, and on this rock I will build my church. What the Catholic Church then turns around and says is, so Peter is the one who is then handed the keys in that passage. Yeah. And therefore from Peter we have a succession of bishops who ultimately are the Pope uh, and from that they're basically continuing that special office that right there we we know that we have a problem with because that's a complete misinterpretation of a passage of scripture um when jesus is giving authority to disciples to go i mean this is a complete so that that that's one issue that that's the first thing that's raised with me and then yeah i mean first timothy 2 i'm pulling it up Two five. For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Amen. That's End of it. End of discussion. So the fact that we even have this and we call him or they call him Father, or in some cases Holy Father. Let me just look at the media reports last time you visited uh, America, what was it, late twenty seventeen, I think, or early yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember the exact time. But every single news station was like, oh, look at the Holy Father coming through these towns. and Mm-mm. and How does this not make the hair on the back of your neck raise up? And, like, how? Well, I mean, so, hold on. I feel the need. I think this needs to be asked right now. Can someone who is Catholic be saved? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to get there. Um, I mean, but let's, let's jump into, there. No, let's jump well, there. I think that's a great way. Later, let's jump it. I think a lot of people are no, going to start listening to there. this and they're going to hear all of this essentially. No, let's we're go there. rip it apart because I none of us think agree with some it. People that that should have been be, the first question. I think some people can be part of the Catholic Church or even let's go Episcopalian because really it's Catholic light, but mm-hmm. it's fairly one and the same. Um, I think people can consider themselves a part of that denomination and not quite understand a lot of stuff in here. I think that's a big part of it. Um, So I I don't think that just because you're a Catholic or even an Episcopalian that you necessarily don't have salvation. Right. Um, I, so I don't think that's like, oh, you check Catholic on the box, you're not saved. Like, yeah. I don't think it's like a one-and-done type thing. Yeah, there's definitely a, a, a caveat. Like, you know, there's stuff that goes into it. Because, but at the same time, I think the numbers are really small. Well, yeah, I agree, because here's the thing. If you're truly saved, and this, by the way, covers all Christians. Anybody who calls themselves a Christian, I kind of even hesitate to link Catholicism in with that. But Feel if you're really hesitate. saved, <laughs> if you're if you're truly saved, at some point you're going to feel called to dig into Scripture yourself. You should be doing that from day one. But yeah. for some people, it doesn't. It, it takes yeah. time. I get that. I understand that. If you're not in the Word, you definitely should be. But as you start reading and as you start digging, how do you I not feel see red like flags? I feel like there would then be, oh, but that's, but we don't do that. And I think that through that, that's where you see a lot of people extricating themselves from the Catholic Church. But the problem is, most people don't like grow up atheist and convert Catholic. 
Right. You are born Catholic, mostly. Yeah. Look, right. get this. My I have my uncle went from Buddhist. <gasps> from Buddhism. That's to crazy. Yeah. But Buddhist if it's the closest Catholic. thing that he really had heard to the truth, though, I think I mean, that's grew up Quaker. But he, But here's here's, this is what plays into what I was talking to you earlier that I'm not sure how this is going to go because the question (laughs) was can you be saved? Yeah. I want you guys to. I'm not saying by the way can you be saved and stay in the Catholic. I'm just saying can someone who is Catholic actually. And and before we get any YouTube heroes out there, we are not the judges of salvation. Nope. All of us could agree on that. Yep. However. We are given a lot of authority in scripture to be able to speak on these things and to call these things out and talk about these things. And I think that's what, and that's what we are definitely doing here. And we, we are definitely only speaking from scripture, not from any, anything here, but there's lots of, there's, there's so many problems in me personally. I don't know how you can be educated and and be involved in the Catholic Church and be saved. Biblically educated. Yes. Right. Biblically educated. What? Biblically educated. Yeah. That, I'm sorry. Yes. So this is, and what we're trying to get across is this is actually a gospel situation. Like examining what is the gospel, you know, because the Catholic Church will say, yes, they recognize the Trinity. Right. And all Christians should recognize that. That is, that is, I think, foundational to our faith. Yeah. Uh, acknowledging and recognizing who Jesus Christ is. Because if you look at any of the cults, that's the one of the biggest things they're going to sway on is, well, Jesus is something other than God, either a lesser God or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, or just a really so, good man. Yeah. yeah. So they they follow what's called the Nicene Creed, which is basically a confession of who the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is. Mm-hmm. And that came from early roots, you know, only several hundred years after the Apostles of Christ. Right. Before, really, you started getting way down the road to what we have today. Mm -hmm. Um, And to summarize, just the question is, is somebody saved? What we're trying to say is somebody who is in that system, who acknowledges Jesus Christ, doesn't know, like, all of the dogmas, the different things that the Catholic Church holds separate than Orthodox Christianity. And I'm not saying Greek Orthodox, because that's similar. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Which they have their differences too. Um, But what it comes down to is they could have just the simplicity of Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, you know, God in flesh, died on a cross to bear my sins. Mm -hmm. If that's where they're at... Mm -hmm. And it's by faith that they are trusting in that, then yes, they are saved. But that is not because of the Catholic Church. I feel that is in spite of the Catholic Church. And that's where it does come to what what is the leadership saying. Now, some of the things, and you know, we can continue to address these points, but like what you've already brought up, Brandon, is the Pope. I I looking at scripture realize, hey, we are all the body of Christ. No one is given that kind of authority, but he is basically declaring the authority of what Jesus Christ has. That's why I'm asking. Head over the church. Right. So how's that not that's, an That's why I'm asking how that is a type. That's that's why I'm asking how can you be? Mm-hmm. Is my first question is I don't I don't see how you can be. Who are you talking to? Right. Who who is it that you're talking? Even when you're talking, because I assume you have local priests, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then I know confession because I know confession is like very real, right? Who are, who are you confessing to? Right. To a human? That's this mediator between you and I mean, is this? Do they? I'm sorry, I don't know. Do, do they believe it's necessary to have this this mediator to to inter, intercede for them? They're they're confessing of their sin, intercede. Well, yes. isn't it like they believe that only the priest that they're confessing to has the authority to tell them what they need to do to then be absolved of that sin? Does right. this come so, off of, so con- of Paul saying, like, confess your sins to one another? Yeah, they can't yes, just pray and from. say, please okay. forgive me for doing this thing. They have to say, I did this, and the priest then has to turn around and say, okay, well, this is what you owe now. It's okay. very, that's, yeah. and that's where so, you get the, it's very works-based. And, and, and that's the key right there, is... Professing Christians, we trust in what Christ has done. A lot of people don't realize that the gospel is two parts in the sense of Christ died and bore our sin. He paid mm-hmm. the penalty for that sin. But he also lived a full and perfect and righteous life. He fulfilled all righteousness. So it's one and it's one and both. When you look at the cross, you have to see the righteousness of Christ and him paying our sins. Mm-hmm. And so what what the Catholic Church really misses is they don't recognize the righteousness of Christ in the sense of covering us. They say, hey, he took away your sin, but you've sinned again. Now you got to pay for that. They, they teach penance, yeah. uh, which is why when you go to confession, depending on what you've done, they're going to tell you a form of penance. They're going to say, well, you got to say this prayer so many times. you got to go do this certain thing. you got to... And they, they determine something that, that, that basically clears you of that. And then at the same time, one of the other biggest things is mass. Mm-hmm. See, now this. That's, that's huge. Now, let, let's let's hold on for that one. Because there's yeah, only because there's, I want to, there's one more thing that, that I feel that many pastors and many things that I've studied, seen on this, miss consistently. And they'll touch on it a little bit. But they've all got a lot to lose, and I've got nothing to lose. <laughs> so, but the, for me, the idols, we yeah, it's cre- you. That's one of the first things. So I said the first was the the papacy, and then the second was idols. So we do weddings. That's what we do, and a lot of times we go to these very fancy Catholic churches. Um, we've been to tons of them, and we go to set up and. I know there's there's so much seriousness here, but we almost do it jokingly where every time when I'm setting up, I will text Brandon pictures <laughs> of the creepiest statues. And, like, it's funny, because but, like, it's Because we go it's, to it's so sad. many of these churches in some really, like, fancy, ornate, old, yeah. like, you know what I mean? And yeah, so we we've send these some, things, yeah. and it's like, and, I mean, you go through, these things are, they're demonic. There's so much demonic symbolism in these things, but not in the way of, like, we're showing good versus evil. But we're showing you this in a way that it looks all good. It looks all, what's the... And they're too afraid to say that praying to Mary... I mean, they're... I was just going to say that. If we're going to talk about demonic. This is demonic. And this is, honestly, I read a lot of, of, obviously, in the first century when Paul was writing and what Paul was defending, the Catholic Church didn't exist yet. But don't think the ghost of it didn't. Because the, the demons of it didn't. They certainly did, and they were very active in many other ways. And this idea of bringing angels and different things in, this is not a new idea. This is something that has been 
around it, it for I feel like that's like a whole other podcast in itself though really delving into the roots of this sure right. and and maybe we should do that on a on another sure. one but like I would encourage anyone like if you think that we're exaggerating start really digging into other ancient yeah. religions like the Egyptian gods and things mm-hmm. like that. It's really interesting because when you start learning about all of that, there are so many times where I was learning about that stuff where I was like, this sounds an awful lot like yeah. what the Catholic... And then I realized, I was like, you know, this stuff was all around. It's all sure. And you think about all of the churches that Paul addresses in his letters mm-hmm. and when he's telling them to Oh, he got more out. chance to, to, to well, combat false teachings than he did was able to preach. Well, and when he's talking about, like, be careful about, you know, don't be dragging in all of these other... Don't try to merge everything. Right. And isn't that, I mean... I really believe that's what the Catholic Church sure. is. Sure. Yes, it, that's it's a that was merging. Yes, one hundred percent of being a Christian, a true follower sure. of Christ, and trying to keep all of the like Roman. That's our and, problem with Christmas. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Really, you know what's funny? But there's the a Catholic there's Christmas. a level of conspiracy theorist. I think that you have to go to to understand the roots of this of of how it does go back to. Well, but I feel like if you just it is. It's just. If it's you just, just digging. Dig, you're gonna like. You're gonna. Sit you'll there find and go, it out, oh, and it's not conspiracy theorists because you'll find that it's but fact. But it takes a conspiracy theorist to like be like, let me to look into this. it. So we're gonna do that part for you. We're the conspiracy theorist ones. We're telling you, like, go learn. Go. I have my tinfoil. But there's uh, no. There's no such. There's... I discovered by accident. Do you remember me mm-hmm. contacting you? Because mm-hmm. our daughter, when we started doing the homeschool program with her, that's what she was learning. Was like the ancient Egypt gods and like the Greek gods. I think this sounds just like this. And I remember calling you and going, uh, so they believe like in indulgences and like Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And, but let's, you brought up Mary and I really, this is the one that bothers me the most. It's, I believe it's satanic. I mean, yeah, just the idea of, and I wonder how many demonic, well, I wonder how many Catholics, professed Catholics out there realize that she is essentially marketed as a co-savior. Yeah. yeah so I don't know how many of them actually know that, though, if you think about it. Yeah, because it's blessed womb. Like, yeah. it's... It, they, but, but they really go ahead, do. Travis. When, well, Travis, you're the one that, when I was talking to you and I really realized, I was like, dang, like, they actually believe that she's like a co-savior. Right. But I don't think a lot of them know that that's, that that's at the core of it. Well, because they use hosts. That's supposition. Right? That one right there is supposition on my part. I don't know if they all know that. I'm okay. assuming they don't all know that, but he so, might know. Foundationally, in the Catholic Church, they have they, they distinguish between what's called doctrine, mm-hmm. which means you should believe this, but we're not going to hold you to it perfectly. And then they have what's called dogma. Dogma is you must believe this or you're not with us. And right now, there's actually four what's called Marian dogmas. Um, and there's a fifth one that's kind of in the works that a lot of Catholics right now are writing to the papacy and, and just the leadership in Rome and saying, we want this written in stone. We want this a dogma. So, and I'm going off my mind, so I'm not <laughs> looking at a resource, but uh, the ones I remember. So, one of them is uh, Immaculate Conception. Mm-hmm. And that is the idea that Mary was sinless. Mm-hmm. And they, they'll, they'll distinguish not the same as Jesus, but like God stripped her of her sins before she was born, so she was a perfect vessel to give birth. Crazy. Wrong. Right? Um, that's, that's immaculate <laughs> conception, so that 
because almost like they have to put the weight on Mary, not on the fact that the Holy Spirit, like Mary was the seed of woman as mentioned in Genesis 3 and that God mm -hmm. provides life. And it wasn't a physical act like, you know, the Mormon church. It was <laughs> overshadowed, literally spoken life. So immaculate conception is one dogma. Um, perpetual virginity is another dogma. In other words, Which Mary... Which doesn't make sense if you read it, the Bible. Even to the point where when you read details on this, when Jesus was born, she didn't even give birth normal. It was almost like... I, the closest thing I could think of... Like he astral like, projected out? No, <laughs> no like literally, like light came, came forth and like he beamed out of her. her womb, Star Trek? Her womb like Star is, Trek? Yes. Okay. Like her womb is perpetually... She's a virgin. And she on top of that, so they say, well... The brothers and sisters mentioned in scripture, like those adopted? weren't real. Like, in the, no, no, <laughs> like, like, they, were like they, can, no, they can say, well, that's like cousins. That's not Sorry, actual dude. physical blood relatives, okay? Um, bodily assumed is another one that when she died, she wasn't buried, she was taken up into heaven. Now, where they will say is, some of them will say, okay, well, she never actually died, she was taken to heaven. Others say, no, she died, but like Moses, her body was taken up. You won't find that in scripture, right? Yeah. What is no, it? Do we hear about her death at all? No, not no. in scripture. It's just, just, just being handed over to John the Apostle. Yeah, the yeah, that's and then you hear, I mean, because, in Acts, well, that's and where that's there, it. That's yeah. where there's so much information that's out there that a lot of it's stuff that we just believe, but it all comes from, when you dig yes. into it, it all comes from this Catholic tradition. So then it's right. like, well, how much of this do you take? So the, the, the one that they're working on, what is the one they're working this on? This is the big one. Because this wasn't bad enough. Mary is co-redemptrix. Oh, that's oh, what I said. Okay. Now, now and this stems from the idea. See, I listened, you guys. Yeah. The, and this stems from the so, Again, this is not dogma yet, but if you look at the last couple of people, like Pope John Paul, it, he, he was so like focused on Mary. When he was shot, he was crying out to Mary. Uh, when he was buried, his casket had a large M on it for Mary. Like, okay, clearly his perception is off on this. I'm sorry. Right. I really wish we were uh, filming this because Brandon is <laughs> <laughs> uh, But what, what the co-redeemer concept comes from is that they look at Jesus and they go, well, it's hard for us to meet with him because we recognize that he's hard. He's, he, there's a hard side to him. Mary being the mother, she's the sweet one. So we're going to go to Mary, and she's basically going to ask of her son to like do to, her to solid and hook you in up. to be to be your redeemer. <laughs> it, that's that's literally the belief in this, um, and it's and it's sad. I mean, it really is. It's well, we can hey, laugh well, at it, but it is this tragic. is you know this is this just uh, this shows that your biblical. Well, okay, wait, I'll let you say. Well, what I you're just say. I don't want you to forget. I feel, okay, so for the people who've been with us for a while, you know, you know how we all are, right? Yeah. But for anybody who's coming in, like, I just feel the need to point out, like, we are not actually, like, laughing in truth. Like, we're, la we're all the kind of people that we've all experienced some pretty bad stuff, and we all kind of have just learned to laugh yeah. through everything. So 
a lot of our laughter, some of it is incredulity, some of it's because we're like sitting here having a conversation, but like we're all like very aware. This is a really serious Right, thing. but I also, um, and I agree, and thank you for pointing that out. But, but I, just for people who haven't, I feel like our, our rapport has been pretty yeah. well established. Yeah, I think, we, we've, I think we're caught, but I don't think you can overly be conscious. Yeah. But I also want to point out, like I'm, I'm the type of person where the gospel has changed my life, and right. I have very, and I understand the different people, and, right. and I understand for the people that don't know better, and and, right. and we'll get there, but this is way, this is serious, okay, and, and you have to toss out so much biblical scripture, everything to to to, to believe this, this. which to, is why we're also incredulous, so and we're just laughing just out of. Because so to me, when I see Bible. something like this, that is yeah. literally, like, this is, if I were the Apostle Paul, and I saw this, if I walked into a Catholic church, the Apostle Paul, and Travis, correct me if I'm wrong, that I know, he would literally have a heart attack. Yeah. I mean, this is, he. this is walking into a giant, just, I mean, you, this might as well be the Antichrist. I mean, he wouldn't even get through the door. I mean, you would just absolutely roll well, over in your grave. Well, I mean, so, who's pushing for one world religion right now? I was going to say, but... I, sorry, that's a whole other... Well, to bring in that... just And just, he knew this was going to yeah. go this way. I mean, we look at Romans. That's one of his longest letters. Or is it the longest letter? I think it's the 13... I think it's his longest letter. Some well, besides, most, I mean, single, single, yeah. yes. Doc, I'm, I'm not talking about the the first and second Thessalonians, but I, I'm talking about. Yeah, it's a single. Yeah, thing. I think, anyway, it's, it's doctrinal it's solid. Um, but I mean, in, in in he knew that this was coming in this type of this type of um this type of church was going it was going to go that way, and. Uh, Forgive us. But anyways, yeah, kids overhead. Babies. If you're new here, there's how many kids do we have between us? There's like twenty. Like seven kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's the I don't know. I think there's like seven, so okay. yeah, might as well be twenty. Okay, uh, but one world, uh, one world yeah, religion. So, the Pope is. So what loving. you're saying, and it kind of plays into what y'all both brought up. So like idols, uh, this this strange obsession with Mary, um, and in this concept of mother of God. That's really, really right. Where they get it from. Um, one of the things, uh, and I forgive me because I can't quote exactly, but in the Quran, if I'm not mistaken, in one of the surahs, which is their chapters, it says something like, say not three, but one. You know, their whole point is going back to a monotheism, God is one, but they don't recognize three persons. Right. Yeah. However, when you look into what they're saying, they don't see it as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but mm -hmm. they're seeing as Father mother son because imagine what happens in you know in 8th century when you know the beginning of, of Muslims go into what would look like a Catholic church and they see these statues in this idea of Mary the mother of God mm -hmm. so they equate that okay you're saying there's a father God there's a son God and is the mother the, the mother, third yeah. you're talking about three mm -hmm. so a lot of the misconception even from the Muslim side is, hey, Mary is is highly exalted 
in the Catholic Church. That's a problem. And it does go into idolatry. Mm-hmm. And so even though they'll 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 distinguish, no, 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 she's we're not saying she's God, but look at the power she has. She's mediating for you. She's not God. To the <laughs> son. Like, right. Like, but I mean, I'm saying me. this that is the type of because it does implying that Christ wasn't enough and yeah. that he needed help. Right. Mommy's gotta well, come and mommy's it, gotta come and help you. And maybe they'll spin it and they'll say, No, 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 what we're saying is we're not worthy. So we need and okay, fine, if that's what you want to do, but what you're saying is no matter how you spin this, underneath everything at its core, Christ's sacrifice was not enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and and again, you're just you're, you're you're throwing out so much, and how we even let this get off the ground as Christians it blows my mind. Is is what uh, how we haven't identified this is a is a well, I know how it's obviously it, it's we all know how it hasn't been identified, but for us to not you know call this what it is even even sooner than when we have it is is terrible because this kind of association with with Christ and it, you're right they have everything looks kind of right in the way of their thinking in some ways but then you 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 get in the door and this idolatry of Mary this 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 papacy I mean these are two huge things well, and look right at, off the bat we're not even going into well look at how many Christians I mean well they will happily share the Pope and things he said or done I was or whatever trap, and look at him and how great he is. you know what I mean that they'll yeah. share that and this isn't even getting into once you get into these priestly documents that oh, yeah. they use yeah. To instruct their priests that they're in the Vatican and everything, it's demonic. It is. It's nuts when you get. I mean, once you go into this rabbit hole of reading, well, why don't you see things, if people want you to very specifically like? Oh. Okay, we're gonna spend the next thirty minutes. We're just gonna tell <laughs> well, you. Well, what's really funny is this is the same Catholic Church that the reform that that was literally rebelled against. Yeah. And and separated from, and yet. It, it, it's, it hasn't changed very much since then. What scares me is that there are people, a lot of people out there, ones that would identify as agnostic or atheist or really just not religious. They have no real um, interaction. When they think Christian, they think Catholic. They think Catholic. So a lot of times when they're saying, oh, those crazy they are acknowledging like what they're saying and doing doesn't make any sense but then we're paying the price for it Mm -hmm. because we already have to fight and not that we don't have non-catholics that are out there doing things in jesus name you know totally abhorrent but it's just you know when you think of the the when they say oh christianity worldwide blah 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 they're talking mostly about catholicism Mm -hmm. And I think it's I think it's important for people that would if they have a heart attack by now at everything that we've said and we've I think I've I straight like up we've called it even well well we haven't but I think I've called it I I believe it's a heresy I, I yeah. really do in, in many ways uh, but I I under with the understanding and knowing that a lot of people would understand that this is a lot of these practices and things are tradition right. none of these are right. biblical practices. I mean, any there, there, there's no biblical. I mean, we the the we the pastoral letters is what we have for the way that the the order of the church goes. So, um, the, 
outside of that, the your your built order is going to be by man and not ordained from God at all. And I think this goes into the third and final for me. The final straw is what you what I wanted to get into was the um, the uh, mass mass. Thank you, mass. Absolutely. So. And this might be a big word for some that, that really don't know. And again, this this would play into, you know, no, the, fine, the common Catholic professing, you know, I wouldn't, I don't know what really else to what to say, but you know, those who say they're Catholic, the mass holds such weight, mm -hmm. and here's why, um, doctrinally, and this is this is dogma, by the way. If I if I'm not mistaken, it's the Council of Trent. The uh, Catholic Church declared, um, if you do not hold to our belief of what's called transubstantiation, ah, yeah. mm -hmm. you are cursed. You are mm -hmm. anathema. Mm -hmm. um, I can't think of an actual Orthodox Christian group that does believe in that. And here's why. What Here's what that means. So because, and foundationally again, it's, it's Christ isn't enough. Mm -hmm. What he did isn't enough. We are saved by grace through faith. What they say is the grace of God is him giving us these things that now you can kind of achieve a level of righteousness. So much so that they actually have what's called a treasury of merit, mm -hmm. which their leadership can, I guess, share through your giving of indulgences, through declaring certain things. Like if you walk up on your knees, these special steps, if you go visit, you know, a piece of the cross, they make yeah. up stuff. So... Uh, you can earn a certain level of merit and then by your deeds essentially that's how they saint someone is they declare your merit was enough to actually get you into heaven not Christ was enough no now they'll say something like his one drop of blood you know is enough to cover the, the sins of the world but but that only gets you to purgatory because what happens is the moment you do any kind of menial sin you've lost that grace right um, and so that's that's where this all stems from so one of the things though is because now there's this basically reenacting so I don't and honestly I don't even know how they just like make this delineation is Jesus paid for your sins but you just sinned so where mass comes in and the whole transubstantiation is is literally going back to the Old Testament and turning Christ into a recurring sacrifice. Mm. This is a power that is given to the priests, who, by the way, are called another Christ. That's the Latin term that is given of them. Yeah, just blasphemous in itself, right? Yeah, I um, can. So the power that they have, and if you've ever seen a Catholic service, when they bring out the cup and they bring out the bread, and it's this huge procession mm. in the priest. The name is like at the... And so yes, Episcopals do the same acts. Um, but they don't believe in. The but it's no, they don't. They don't. Okay. It, Sorry, continue. Yeah, Episcopal at, at its foundation <laughs> was actually Orthodox Christianity, but they've gone super liberal, so that's their problem right now. Anyways, um, so this whole procession, what what the priest does when he goes through this act, he is, as they will say, he is calling Jesus off the throne. He is being re-sacrifice to the literal body and blood of him now the bread becoming his body physically oh, that's Jesus. this that's this transubstantiation and the blood 
becoming this. Which is why, if you've ever watched, they have to eat all the bread, they have to drink all the wine. If they don't, they like hold it as like sacred because this is the Lord's body and blood. He's been, you know. mind you, how, how does you know so many thousands of priests across the world sacrifice Jesus simultaneously I, on a Sunday morning? How do you get that? Don't quite uh, know how that yeah. works out. But that, but that is their dogma. What kills me is they have, they're telling kids this. Yeah. You know, we went to school with someone yeah. who was like afraid of communion because they were raised Roman Catholic. And he was like, when they told him about transubstantiation, of course, they used smaller words. I mean, we yeah. were, he, I don't know how old he was at the time, but he said he threw up. And then from that point forward, he pretty much hated like religion of all forms. Mm-hmm. And was so Which is what you see that so often. I mean, look at Kat Von D's wedding. She was raised Catholic. I mean, that's just a great example of it. But no other, if you're going to call it a a denomination of Christianity, turns out people that become so strongly... What is that? Why YouTube going out for some reason? No other group turns people to such a violent opposite than this it, it just it blows my mind to watch this stuff and then again for it not to be called out for what it so plainly is i don't think anything we're saying here is us grasping at straws no. is us grasping at any of these things the fact that we have any denominations branching out and breaking off. I mean, Brandon and I, we don't agree with any of it. What are you doing? Why are you constantly dividing up the body of Christ? Why, we need to stop doing that, you know what I mean? But we're just Well, understanding that there's cultural divisions, of course, different, you know, and there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's perfectly fine. But as far as, you but know, But then you look into on... this specifically, and you look at this stuff, a simple read of your Bible, right? If, you, if I were to hand you a Bible and say, here, go take some time, read this book, cover to cover, and then come and look at this, how is there not a billion red flags and just alarm bells? Like, I just don't see how, like, our doctrinal differences would be enough to label us something different. I mean, there's... you You have to, you know, and people, we need to, the people listening to this, like, we approach this with compassion though because a lot of times sure these people sometimes don't know any better it does not occur to them sure that they are being led astray here's the thing they don't teach you to read your bible to read your bible at home why would they because Because then you'd have alarm bells going we had family members come and sit in a church service with us and the way ours goes pretty traditional for what how we grew up but, you know, you've got about half an hour of worship. And then it can be anywhere from 45 minutes to, like, honestly, he'd go for, like, three hours if he thought he yeah. could keep butts in the uh, seats. Reading because your Bible it, and talking. And, and they were like, wait, how long is your service? Because they're used to only going for, like, 40 minutes. And there's, like, five minutes of actual scripture talked about when I was um, there. So, for the one we're talking about specifically, it's Episcopalian, but it's pretty Catholic life. Well, growing up, we all grew up in California, yeah. and well, <laughs> and um, I remember when we learned about the missions, all of the missions and stuff. Like you know, the, the, the buildings. Yeah, the and um, yeah. remember that in like fourth grade or whatever, yeah. you make the missions. Well, my mom, she thought it'd be cool that we would do this trip and we drive up the. 
Pacific Coast Highway, and we'd stop at the various that missions. It was really cool, and yeah. we did it all. We went to dozens of them, and it was really cool history-wise to see all these things. Not that I'm saying I agree with what they did, but it was but neat to see. History-wise and beauty-wise. Yeah. But we, we couldn't hit them all in one day, so we're in the Monterey area and on during Mass where we went. Mm. And so it was like, well, let's go to Mass just to see what it's like. And I remember as a kid growing up in a non-denominational Calvary Chapel, you know, Christian church, and standing there at these things and just being like, I thought they were Christian. Like as a kid, like just being baffled by what I was seeing going on in Mass. It's like, are they going to read from the Bible now? No? Okay. Yeah, like, and I remember just, like, it's one of those memories that I have that's so clear of being like, where's Jesus? Like, I, I'm not computing how this is the same thing. You know, it's funny. One of the differences that was pointed out to me, and it was something that, like, I had never considered before. Travis, I don't know if you were the one that pointed it out, but somebody at some point in my life pointed out that the difference between the Catholic Church and other Christian churches is our cross doesn't still have Jesus on it. That's what I was just, that was one thing that I was going to point out, and that's huge. And people don't notice that that's a really big deal. It really because is. Because you don't think about it, and it's not something that I had ever considered before either. You see crosses, sometimes Jesus is on it, sometimes you it's don't not. Think and you don't really, I don't think especially as a kid or a young adult, it's not something that really like hits you to your core. But when you start understanding, we've talked about the different ways, and we could count list more ways where... Christ's sacrifice wasn't enough and where he has to be re-sacrificed and where you have to have a co all of these things. Christ is still on the cross. Mm -hmm. And if that, if you are, if you call yourself a Catholic, but you believe you are saved, that should bother you. Yeah. If you go to Mass and you're taking communion there or you're having your kids take communion and they're telling you that they are re-sacrificing Christ. Mm-hmm. And if you and you can't say that they're not telling you that unless you've actually looked to see if that's what your church is holding to. Yeah. You need to actually go do the research. But if that's what you're doing, like you need to take, to take a step back and really pray and ask for strength um, because... It's not okay, and it should make you uncomfortable. And your kids should be fidgety with it. They shouldn't mm-hmm. be excited about it. Um, well, here's and shame my- on the people who are knowingly leading these children into this. Because you cannot be high, high up in this church and not understand. No. You can't. You cannot hit the upper echelons and not have your eyes open. So shame on those people for leading these children into this. And I'm not even going to touch on the other thing about their church that really bothers me. So, the, the, I mean, just to follow up with the mass point is that, again, that is that is your minimally, I'll say minimally, because some Catholic churches, like the one in, in our town, they have a 9 a.m. mass service. Like, essentially, we come and Catholic get your church. sins. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A, the, it's something of Teresa, I don't know what it's called. Uh, but it's literally... The idea of when they do the sacrifices, this is covering your sins at this point. So if you think about it, this is also why a priest would go to someone who is about to die on their deathbed, and what do they do? They bring mass. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're attempting to cleanse them, and hopefully they'll die before they commit another sin. Yeah, you got to get it in real quick before you might right. screw up. And so those who, I think at least 
have a part of this because this is what my mom struggled when she basically got kicked out of the catholic church because of her divorce which wasn't her choice but um they kicked her out and she longed for that mass because she was so determined that this is how she was cleaned every week uh and i even had a conversation with another lady at work where she mentioned she missed church and i said well when i found out she was catholic i said well what about church do you miss i said do you miss taking communion the mass she goes yeah yeah that's that's the that's the main point because they'll do it every time they do and, and it's and it's like a 15 minute process oh yeah oh i mean but half the service can, can I just, well can and, we like not find another way to do this other than wiping the cup after <laughs> each person Right. Yeah. One time, I participated one time, and I was like, I, I can't, I can't yeah. do this. Sorry. But let me, j just so to to bring the weight of of God's word to bear on this, because a lot of people, again, the Catholic Church is not teaching these things, and the way they get around that, and that's that could be a whole other topic, is they don't recognize the authority of Scripture by itself. They recognize the the collective of the church leadership has the authority to determine what scripture says that's how they that's how they understand it and yeah. then they pass that down and filter that so they don't they don't stand on like what the reformation was which is no no no. god's word is the authority that we yeah. chest we test all other things uh, they don't hold to that so this is where you get a lot of these traditions and why they can change some of these things how pope francis is even getting away with some of the craziness that he's been saying the last couple of years is well okay, we, we've grown and we've molded and we've changed because the, the leadership has come to new light. Not, they won't say, they won't, it's not new God's revelation, but it's, hey, we've come to better understand these things in the past, which is why you can see kind of a progression of some of these dogmas. Uh, like the Marian dogmas, they, those didn't exist, you know, over a thousand years, well, some of them did. Uh, but, I don't know, I feel like there are a lot of Catholics taking like a Trump stance. Yeah. Not my Pope. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, there are. Those, not my fault. Like, so, no, no, no. but let me let me Sorry. bring this to bear. And, and this whole section, really, I would I would ask every Catholic to read this and really consider the words. First uh, Corinthians chapter eleven. <laughs> which, uh, Brandon's already there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he he and I, man. The same thing pulled up. So, on his computer. And, and really, you should read verse seventeen on through chapter twelve. Yeah. That, that whole. Section. I mean, the whole the whole thing. We got exactly. Um, well. The main point, though, here is, um, you know, verse in 25, in the man. same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, this is the cup of the new covenant. Again, Jesus speaking. In my blood, do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Yeah. We are to remember his death, and that is what we look. So, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, verse 27, heed this warning. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Just think about how many kids go up to receive communion because that's their tradition. Yeah. No and, understanding, right? And that. Mm. But a man, verse 28, but a man must examine himself and in so doing he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself if he does not judge the body rightly. For this reason, many among you are weak and sick and number sleep. But if we judged ourselves rightly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are disciplined by the Lord so that we will not be condemned along with the world. So, 
mean, that is it's a very serious thing. It is serious. It is serious, and that's what the biggest problem with it that I have, I think, is is that verse or that whole thing that you read right there. Do you understand what that says? Like, and you so what the Catholic Church is doing with that, especially with this insane idea of trans. Thank you. Transubstantiation. Big word. <laughs> that is just. That's exactly what Paul is talking about. That's that's a. I mean, that's just blasphemy about it. I mean, actually thinking that this is the body and the blood of the Lord, like. Yeah. Can, can I bring well, up? Just, okay, go ahead. Just so that there is clarification, where they get that from is John chapter 6, where he says, you must right. eat of my, my body and drink my blood. Sure. And where a lot of disciples at that point kind of turn away because they're like, this is a hard saying. How are we going to understand this? Um, but that whole passage, what he's getting at is not, you're going to re-sacrifice me and you must physically eat. That's what yeah. the Catholic Church does. Yeah. No, it's believing is the right. bread and the blood. Like the, it's, it's all on belief. It's all on faith. That you, you have to read that whole section though. But they again, they isolate that one verse. So sorry. No, it's that needed to be clarified. I just, I wasn't gonna <laughs> bring this up. To say it this no, I wasn't gonna bring this up, and then I just have this overwhelming feeling that like, okay, we've we've addressed mass, which we've established is one of the hardest things for a Catholic to miss. They feel like you talked about your mom getting kicked out and because of her divorce and she was so just fretful over her soul right. because she was unable to get mass and it just it, it keeps playing in my mind that the other thing that hurt her the most was the inability to get Travis baptized as a baby as a baby in the Catholic yeah. Church and so because to her it was like if something happens to my child and he has not been baptized, he will be in hell. And that is something that there, it's, this is not just um, strictly part of the Catholic Church. There are other branches and baptism, denominations yeah. that, do, that do this. But I feel like if we're going to talk about walking away from the Catholic Church and what people, that's how the Episcopalian Church gets people, is because they feel like they need someone to baptize their babies and to provide mass for them. Yeah. Um, I just feel like someone out there needs to hear, like, I don't know if people are listening to this that have lost their their babies or mm -hmm. because you're gonna title this something to do with the Catholic Church. I don't know what yeah. exactly you're gonna say. So I feel like if people are gonna come something here, witty and smart, <laughs> obviously. So, Brandon, are you so aware of the the Catholic like their whole doctrinal belief on what happens at baptism? Which is where it distinguishes from like Presbyterian. Go ahead and explain it just okay, so, explain. so in the Catholic system, the reason they basically enforce baptism is because that is the act in which the Holy Spirit now indwells in you in the Catholic belief. So, in other words, think about this. Your baby's born. Get that baby baptized because that's how now they are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Until that, that child commits a sin... Then you'll need the... Right. Which is now where all of these other forms of grace and penance hmm. and so and so so that's why we like my mom was so adamant about that and that's why we were oh. so adamantly opposed 
Mm-hmm. To there was no way I was baptizing my baby. She wanted they it. Want, we, that was gonna we, be my next question. Did they want it, you guys to do and it? And we talked very. She wasn't. To be clear, I hope. I kind of hope she doesn't ever listen to this. <laughs> she up. was not pushy about it. Sure. But you could tell it was something that but was very. I important could understand to her. that oh, yeah. concern. Like if you, it believe took it, like, everything in her. But I. And I was still pregnant at the time, and I can't imagine I was very, like, nice or submissive to Travis, but I believe I was something along the lines of saying something like, no, (laughs) I refuse. Like, it wasn't even... I was in agreement. Luckily, he agreed, but I'm pretty sure that my mind was, there is no way I'm feeding into this, because when my... When we were younger, my sister was... She was a baby, so I... She it wasn't something that was said to her, but I went to a class in a church when we had moved. It was like a year or so after we moved, so that was what, like 14, 15, yeah. something like that. And it was this class, and in that church believed in infant baptism. And some poor kid raised their hand to ask the teacher, you know, well, what about what happens to children when they die? Mm-hmm. And that teacher said they go to hell Mm. if they have not been been baptized because they are not old enough to understand Christ yet. We never went back to that church. My parents were awesome. But I (laughs) was like, even at that age, I had enough foundation in me for, I had never heard that before. And I had enough foundation in me to go, there is absolutely nothing right with what this teacher just said. And I told my parents about it. It was like a big to-do, and we never went back there. But So ever since then, that has been a topic for me, just the whole idea of infant baptisms, age of accountability, that whole concept is like near and dear to my heart. And, and you know, we so many people unfortunately lose their babies. Yeah. For you know, various unfortunately, reasons. It's unfortunately, a part of this fall you know, little ones, they they sometimes don't make it, and a lot of parents hold on by understanding that okay, yes, God allowed this to happen, but that child is in a better place, and He has them. Their soul is clear. Yeah. I cannot imagine a world for myself where I lose a child. And believe that they are burning in hell for eternity. Because they didn't make it to baptism. Because they didn't make it to baptism. So that, to me, the whole idea of you need constant mass to keep your soul renewed or your salvation renewed or whatever it is. And then also your baby's... Oh, man, that just kills me, you know, and I don't know, anybody else? Because I I feel like I'm just saying the same thing over and over at this point. To be fair, just to, like, Presbyterians and stuff. They don't believe that. They believe it, in the tradition of it. They believe it's a tradition a in the sense of, hey, and what they'll equate it to. Because you, you won't find a verse. Basically what they'll do is they'll try and take uh, the few verses in Acts where it's like, and the whole household was baptized. Mm-hmm. And they'll go, see, they probably had a baby. There's and, probably a kid there. And, and what they'll do is they'll say, okay, circumcision was the Old Testament. Baptism is the New Testament. So to kind of keep in line with that, they baptize children. But again, they don't say, "Well, this this is declaring this child to be a saved one." Yeah. Now, where I will caution, and this is even coming from the Episcopal Church, I can recall very well every time a child was baptized, what did the the father, whatever you know, Reverend, the priest, Reverend, Reverend, 
Yeah, I don't. Oh no, they have father. They, well, they were always father something. Uh, okay. But reverend is usually for the women, which yeah, anyways. Um, yeah. So what they would announce, and this Again, is what he would say, Brandon they'd take the child, reaction. they'd sprinkle the, the, the water over its forehead, they'd bless the child, and then they would turn to the whole congregation and go, you know, behold so-and-so, the newest Christian in the world. That Because they weren't a Christian until that happened. Yes. And, and mind you, that's the Episcopal Church, and they don't, I don't, if I'm the not Catholic mistaken, they don't believe in that whole Holy Spirit being sealed at that point, but you can see where they still stem a lot directly from But that. even if they don't believe that, I can see where it's a mistake that, because a lot of Catholics who are leaving the Catholic Church or kicked out for whatever reason, they are turning to the Episcopal Church because they're getting what they need there. Yeah. Right. So even if maybe it's not the same, at least, okay, good, 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 you're sprinkling some water on my baby. Um, and I don't know, you guys have probably talked about this in something. I mean, you covered... You've covered a lot of topics, um, like over 200 and something videos. It's weird that we've been doing this for a while. So, um, but just to make it clear, like, baptism is not a requirement for your soul. No. Right. If that were the case, the thief on the cross exactly. would never mm -hmm. have been told. Well, and we have it on our home church yeah. website. The only two things that we have of things to required. do, of, of tradition, you know, things, is a water baptism and the Lord's Supper, right. taking communion, neither being required for salvation. Correct. We do communion every week, right? You're talking about math. We hold Sabbath for our family and have a communion again with that full passage being read every single time. That's the other it thing is, is I think people get can, people get confused because of the Catholic Church on even how to do communion yeah. or even yeah. what it yeah. is or yeah. what the Lord's Supper is. I feel like that's something that's confusing. Maybe that should be like a whole other thing because I feel like even just among non-denominational Christian churches, most Christians go, okay, here's my little plastic cup, here's mm. my little wafer. Yeah, grape juice and a cracker. And, and they might understand what it's for, but most people, it's never occurred to them that they don't necessarily have to yeah. be at the, the church or wait once a month. Right, right, there are, right. Or the meaning behind you it. You can or... hold communion with your family. You can... But nobody teaches that. It's well, just like and there's no there's no necessary process to go through for right. other than what the Lord said. I mean, we have the the, the Lord's the the bread and the in the cup after supper, and yeah. and, and it's, we have the story. But there's no there's no special prayer. There's no yeah. I don't know what they do. I'm I, 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 I know nobody can see me, but I'm gesturing gesturing with like the the. It is really creepy how it is done. I'm sorry. I'm just chalice. still stuck on the whole chalice and the wiping. Whatever they say to you. What do they say to you? They give you the little wafer in well, the Episcopal Church. And yeah, they recite, you know, Look, what it's, the reason Jesus it's creepy said. to me is because I'm, I, forgive me, I know I'm not sounding very loving about this, but my skin is crawling the entire time that I'm in there because it feels wrong. And our daughter's the same way. She went, and it wasn't something she learned from me. She went to her own class. And was like, I don't want to go back there. Well, well, mind you, too, 
they in Episcopalian and I think really anything that kind of which and you guys let me just put out there Travis grew up in this that's why we are letting him being the the mainstay so when he's saying these things this is quite literally what he grew up in the three the rest of us we didn't actually grow up in this we may have had various you know connections in some way my family's Episcopalian yeah. you know we have we have some connection I've been to Episcopalian services and stuff like that too but that's why we're referencing Travis and all of this so I just want you to understand his level of I know. I grew up in this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite thoroughly. What I did. Well, my my brother-in-law, uh, Roberto, he was his family. Oh yeah, they are too. That's yeah. Right. So I think we yeah. all have some kind of piece in this. Yeah. But, but he Travis actually, when he was old enough this. to drive, he would like attend church with his parents, and then he actually found another church. And I think that's why the sympathy level for people who feel trapped or whatever, mm-hmm. or who don't know better. As a teenager, he was like, "Let me go find somewhere else." That's <laughs> I, I did. Gonna, I, I stopped gonna going. Feed me, and your sister did too, didn't she? I, I don't know what she did. I'm pretty sure she. Well, because remember, too. I, I joined the Marine Corps when she started high school, so she hadn't quite. She followed your example. Probably. Good job, brother. Yeah. Well, I mean, at first, and that came from just like sleeping through the services, and mind you, I could go through every single motion. I could recite every single prayer from the prayer book like without even a second thought because it was so structured. Mm-hmm. And then exactly as soon as they started reading from the Bible, which, you know, I'll give you they credit. They do. The Episcopalian Church, and I think the Catholic system They'll say too, something like, they have, for today. Yeah, they, they have like kind of a system of two to three years, I think, where they basically read sections of the Bible, but every Sunday is structured of, okay, you're gonna read from this here. So the open proclamation of the scriptures, Hey, that's where I would say just as Jesus, hey, don't do what they do, but when they speak the word of God, like, listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Praise God that that's even happening. Yeah. But again, I mean, look back 100, 200 years ago, they would recite it like in the Catholic Church in Latin, not the common language. Yeah. So everything was an act, and they nobody was hearing the word of God. You know, so uh, anyways, but like when you go in, if you've never been into a Catholic church or a Episcopalian church for that matter, when they do, when the, the head priest, whatever, goes up, there's an altar there, an mm-hmm. altar of stone. Mm-hmm. So when they set up communion and they do this thing, or mass rather, they are doing all this on an altar. Mm-hmm. And of course, I didn't think much of it because I grew up in that. And I'm just like, I guess this is everywhere. Yeah. But then when I started really examining these things, I'm looking at them like, that's, that's kind of like gross. Oh yeah. Well, and, and, and it, you know the sacrifice should be, you know we recognize that this was a bloody sacrifice, but the fact that they are, like in the Catholic system, re-sacrificing Christ at the altar. How is that and, not satanic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, ju- I just I don't. And that was one thing. I mean, growing up in non-denominational church, I remember at this one super fancy Catholic church um, outside of Charlotte, going and doing a wedding, and we had an arrangement of flowers, setting up for the wedding to go up on the altar, and I remember going up to set it up. I mean, not thinking. I mean, we make sure when you set flowers, you don't spill water, things like that, especially these old churches. You don't want to damage wood. Yeah. Like that. You, have all these, you have all of these rules that you have to go under, even just being a florist. You know, you have to do all these things. I remember going to set it up, and this priest, who had many issues, comes flying out of the room, just flipping a lid, freaking out on us because we set the flowers on the altar. I thought that's where the flowers were set to go, but not understanding that whole part of it. Oh yeah. And being like, 
there's a separate table they set up because nothing can touch us. And I remember being like, dude, slow your roll. Like, no, no harm, no well, foul. We didn't hurt anything. That's like Travis's mom. I don't know if she still does it. They've always been super active in their church. And his mom, in fact, just recently kind of realized I need to take a step back mm. because she would overload herself with work for this sure. church. But she also worked a full-time job and kept the home. do it whenever you see that. They so all, she had, work. like, her separate iron for the holy linens mm. and, her, and everything. And it was, if anything got touched, like, it had to go through this whole process all over It's again. almost going back to, like, these Jewish rituals yeah, which is it's Jewish mixed with the gospel mixed with whatever Greek. We well, yeah, took like all the God bad stuff with yeah. the Pharisees, which was pretty much Gnosticism. And, yeah, you and take yeah. all the bad stuff with the Pharisees. You take all of the demonic stuff with the Romans. You sprinkle a little Jesus in the middle, and boom, bam. Yeah, that doesn't work. And how we have so many today innocently caught up in this and not seeing anything is what it makes me mad on one hand and then it breaks my heart at the same time we get messages consistently and that's why we decided with you guys to go ahead and go ahead and talk on this, especially with lint and everything going yeah. on um but we said you know we should go ahead and podcast about this because so many either come from a background of horrid damage because of the Catholic Church or their spouse is still caught up in it, their family's still caught up in it, or they are and they don't understand why can some people say, I'm not a Christian if I'm a Catholic. I'm a Catholic, I'm a Christian too. You, where's there an issue? Or You know what I mean? Like there's just so much here that I think is so incredibly important mm -hmm. to... I know it's a lot. So I think the overall message here, though, the really important thing is, number one, we should not look at anybody who is part of the Catholic Church and just automatically assume that they don't know Jesus no. or that they're intentionally. No. But the flip side of it is is also true. Just because you are Catholic, you cannot turn around and assume mm -hmm that you are saved and that you're mm -hmm. fine and that as long as you get caught up in all of these works you do your Hail Marys and all your things because you to go. in if is it Ephesians where he really spells out works versus faith? My brain well, you guys Yeah, you're talking probably Ephesians two, eight through ten. Yeah. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that is not a work of yourselves, but it's solely the gift of God. Um yeah, in other words, memory. I can pull it up. But yeah, and, and basically you've been saved unto good works to the Lord. But it is, it is. We're not saved by works. And this is, in fact, when I minister to the Jehovah's Witnesses, I recite like Romans 3, 20, if I'm not mistaken, you know, for by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified. Yep. We, we solely cling to the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Right. That is our hope. That is what we look for. That is, that is the essence of the gospel. And you know, the, the reason we're even speaking of this is because we see the Catholic Church as a mission field. Yeah, right. It really is. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and my heart broke even just a few days ago. I was telling Lexi this is that, you know, I'm, I'm part of a little, uh, it's Yammer, if you've ever heard of that. It's, it's like basically Microsoft's version of Facebook. When it was first around where only the college kids could do it. And mm -hmm. so, oh, so it's okay. like that, but so. for work. It's a social media group. Okay. For work. So I'm in a what's in the in Christ alone group. So of course by the title I'm like, praise God, like this is awesome. 
but then I start seeing just the whole swath of everybody's views. And one one lady, you know, again, I understand she's trying to be well-meaning. She's trying to share something that she thought was really special, really sweet. Sure. And it was basically her daily Bible, I don't know, Was it from the message? Minutes. No, 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 no. This is like a devotional. It was, no, like, a, it was okay. like a... No, Jesus is calling. Was it that? Because that no, one drives no. me nuts. It's so like yeah. daily bread type of a thing? Well... Even the daily bread is usually fairly decent. I, but like I that type that of an little, idea, right? Right, right. Okay. But yeah, yeah. It's just, it's like a 15-minute devotion. Let me read this. But it was talking about basically, and it started off, and she just copied and pasted it. Like Catholic, Orthodox, Presbyterian, uh, Pentecostal. We are all, this is the first paragraph. We are all followers of Jesus Christ, and we should be focused on our unity, not in fighting. And... I, I'm probably going to respond, and I'm going to get. He's you know, really been struggling, you guys. Well, the only reason I haven't is because I can't justify responding at work while being paid. So to yeah. me, that's not honoring the Lord in that matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll probably hop on some late night and, and respond. <laughs> but it's been seen over by a hundred people, and then all the comments are like, "Oh, I needed this. This was great." And the 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 concept of the the thing was uh, basically just highlighting Christ. Mm-hmm. He is our King. Well, that's what thing. And so I can see that, sure. right. But just that first part is we get lost in ecumenism, mm. I can't even say it. <laughs> but this, this idea that, well, we just find the lowest common denominator. And that's good to go. And we're all, yeah, because really at the foundation, we can say we're followers of Christ. But what does that look like? Oh, yeah. Well. And, Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that's where you see so often, too. I mean, the world is, it's crazy. You know, we read it as kids growing up and knowing of, you know, this end time and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Where the Left Behind series. They read those stuff. in class. You know, they were did. Were you there when they did that? I wasn't there. Yeah. But I remember. Um, we were all, we went to church when yeah. Y2K was coming in because yes. the world was going to end. So, I remember so the church. The we were, guys. yeah. And the church <laughs> held, like, a special service for us all to be in. So when everything went bananas and the world ended at that moment, we were all at the church or something oh, you know. I think we so were we equally come, convinced nothing was going to happen but also like you stay up late something might yeah. happen so but you know you look at all of that and you just look around at this but even that post right there to read it in scripture and see these events that are going to transpire at the end of the story right, right. this is one big story that moves in but then to actually see these things happening today the world, I don't think, has ever been so primed and ready. We are crying yeah. out for this antichrist system. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just as you see this constant, everybody wants peace on earth. Everybody wants uh-huh. these things. Why wouldn't you? Right? Yeah. But to see right now in music, in these, chur- what the churches are putting out, what these other governments, I mean, this big thing like we talked about with the Pope and with all the other, have you watched those yes. videos? The videos with the Pope and all the leaders from these other religions? It is creepy so creepy but you look at this stuff and you go our world is so perfectly primed just like the scriptures said it would be of course but to actually see it happening and to sit back and watch and you're just like whoa i think people just they need to be reminded you know you said this is one big story and it's like we like to say oh well we've read the end of the book i know how this all ends but here's the thing the bible and you guys i know i'll agree with this the Bible is the prequel. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. the prologue. This is the Bible up to now, up to, you know, all of this being said and done, up to, you know, Armageddon, 
if that's what yeah. people want to say. This is this part is one, because then there's eternity. This is the prologue. <laughs> yeah. So what you do during this prologue, it does matter. And this is where, you know, my heart when it comes to Catholics is just that they would realize this, that it is through Christ and salvation through him. Alone. 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 That then ha- turns us into a position where we are then bearing good fruit mm-hmm. by doing works because of his salvation. Because well, then you have this alone. other extreme of Christianity that is yeah. so prevalent in America so, today where you do nothing, you live like the world, you have no separate Well, anything. and Catholicism is very much like that now. Yeah, yeah it yeah. really um, is. And so... It's, I feel like it needs to be said, not that we, I know you guys talk about stuff like this all the time, but it's like, it's not the works that gets mm-hmm. you good enough that then Christ saves you. You can do all these good things all that you all you want, and it still really honestly doesn't matter at the end of the day. Again, this is but a vapor. Yeah. This doesn't matter. God already saw this happen, and he's already seen everything that's going to happen. You're not surprising or fooling anyone. No. Um, with all of your charity work and stuff. I mean, yeah, do those things. Yeah, do good but things for people. But. That is not what is saving you. It is through salvation that we then, you know, again, that's how we bear fruit. That's what makes us want to bear fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. That's my two. I mean, I got multiple points in my mind right, real quick, but the, what, Lexi's getting, yeah, what Lexi's getting at, though, is true Christians, we recognize... <laughs> Uh, there is, listen, there's a point where you are born again. Yeah. Like, the Holy Spirit comes on and actually basically gives you a heart of flesh. You you now have a mind for Christ, of Christ. Uh, I can think of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Um, you know, the Spirit dwells in you. And so that is where the good works comes from. Yes. You go from, you know, whether you recognize it or not, because there is no neutrality. You're either for Christ or against him. Yep. Um, in fact, a famed neutrality is being against Christ because you're not for him. Um, but the idea is being born again, coming to, to Jesus in a heart of repentance, your nature Jesus, has Jesus, not changed. your priest. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. again, just First uh, John chapter 1, verse 9, if you confess your sins, I'll be faithful and forgive them. To Jesus, that's what it's speaking of. Um, but there's a nature change. So looking at like the priesthood, is there any wonder why when you've got men who openly defy the gospel really was what it comes down to, that believe these crazy dogmas and stuff, um, hold this strange authority over people that is not biblical, why are they struggling now with sexual immorality? And it's coming out hundreds. Every single state is now doing these. And that is just a tip of the iceberg. And then on top of that, maybe Brandon, this comes to light because you guys have been reading through Timothy, I think, Mm -hmm. recently. Is there not a section where it says, speaking of uh, false teachers coming in that prohibit marriage? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't think of the exact verse, but it 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 just came to mind. And you know what's so funny? As we're reading mm -hmm. through, and that's not the only place, but as we're reading through, I feel like we'll be doing Bible study with the kids in the morning. And as we're reading through, I'm like, how? (laughs) You guys can't see me, but I'm throwing my hands up in the air. How do we miss this? How do we not? I just, I don't get it. So, 
it's not biblical. It is not scriptural. One, one last point that I think drives the nail home really is um, one of the statements, and I think it was one of the most honest moments in a, um, and forgive me because I can't remember exact details, but James White, who has debated Catholics on many, many points, uh, even back in the early 90s, um, you know, you want the videos are awful quality, but the yeah. audio is still decent enough to understand. Uh, and, and I'm talking like three, four hour plus long uh, yeah. Debates and stuff. He loves to put them on. Yeah. It's First Timothy four three, by the way. First Timothy, yeah. there you go. So look that up. Um, but he was debating a guy basically on justification, because again, the Catholic system there is no true justification. It's you you, you earn it back through penance, through doing all these different works, There's the no seven pillars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so he then took this guy. And he read Romans 5, verse 1. Now, mind you, and I'll, I'll, I'll put this in context. Because Mass is, again, like a rewashing, it's taking away a sin. The, the Catholic system also has mortal sins. You commit a mortal sin, the grace of God has been taken away from you now. And that is where it's like crazy amounts of penance. And I, I forget the, the whole details, but like if you commit a mortal sin, basically you were back to condemned to hell. Oh, and you not can start the, not completely the, right, over right. from like ground uh, zero. So what what James White said to this guy is he read Romans 5, verse 1. He says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And he looks at the guy and he goes, Now, how do you have peace with God Knowing that tonight when you lay down your head, you could commit a moral sin at any moment, and now you're outside the grace of God. Mm -hmm. And the guy was is one of the most honest points in his sermon. I mean, sorry, in a debate, instead of going off some other direction, he literally thought about it for a few seconds and goes, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, at least you yeah, said I that. I don't know. And it's because it's so true. And look at, I mean, just like my mom, I, I have to have the mass. I have to. There's no peace with God. There. Mm -hmm. This is, again, this is a gospel. It's, it's a peace for a second until you've got to go on to the next. Yeah. And that well, was the and whole these are point heavy with burdens that... the system, the, the law. And that's what we were just reading um, in, what were we just reading? And I don't know. But we were just reading, and, you know, that's the whole point with the law is that, oh, here, look right here. That was the whole point with the law is that you were constantly having to do these things over and over and over. The law was just to point out your sin. It was by Christ as the one and only sacrifice to atone of all things for all time. That how do you you take that and turn it into this? You know what I mean? Like it just I don't get how we got there. So, did was this our like over part one? <laughs> Did we give like an okay overview? Because I feel like there were so many things that I, we could be so much more detailed. And I think people need those details. I think they do. I think this is a good overview. And I think to follow up, we might even do, I might even do some questions, like what questions, topics with Catholicism in general. Could be specific. Spe <laughs> but specific questions to point out yeah. because there is so much here to unload. Oh, yeah. It's just. Well, I'm sure it'll spark plenty of conversation yeah. where we can easily draw up certain questions. Yeah. Uh, and just, and I won't go into it this time, but just the whole idea of, well, what about, you know, faith without works is dead? Yeah. Because that's that's going to be the Roman Catholic sure. concept. Is, well, I think. But it wasn't works without faith, it was faith without works. The faith comes from 
things first. Yeah. <laughs> That's my response I mean, to it, that. Again, just the, the context, he's saying that the person who makes a profession of faith, but there's no evidence of exactly. the faith. That is right. what he's talking about. That, right. that, that empty profession clearly is not going to be right. what saves Well, yeah, if I say I love Jesus and I'm a Christian, but I have a boyfriend and I cheat on my taxes and I swear like a sailor and I'm a drunk... You're gonna look at me and be like, "Oh, that's what Christianity is about." So that's the, right. the well, good and spirit and again, spirit. I think a a read through the Bible <laughs> for anybody whole book that if you've got enough understanding to go to to church and and know Christ and know who that is, you've got enough understanding to read your own Bible and realize in the New Testament and start asking your own questions like, "How do I feel about this?" Like. There is a mediator between man and God. Mm. I'm dishonoring the Lord's Supper. I'm going, I'm hitting all these different points by doing this. So two are two guys here who have done, like, these guys are constantly <laughs> researching <laughs> and listening to debates and different mm. teachers, people that they, you know, they've both grown accustomed to learning from those that maybe they don't 100% agree with, which is like, mm -hmm. I'm so proud of these guys. Like, oh, I, yeah. I shouldn't be like, thank you, Jesus, <laughs> for doing this. But my, I think an interesting question, and I think a cool place to end, or not, you can cut this off. No, 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 no. But, um... Where would you suggest, because saying read the Bible right. can be very intimidating right. to somebody who really has never, sure. you know, done that before. It, yeah. it just seems so intimidating. So each of you separately, what book would you recommend starting in? And I say book because neither of these guys would ever be like, go to Romans chapter 20. So start with <laughs> chapter 1, verse 1, you know, whatever. Well, I think I have yeah. travel once, Andrew. Are you ready? Are you ready to answer? I'm first? Go for it. If you want to show the thing. Personally, what I would say is read through First John. It's mm -hmm. a small book, but it's a test of your salvation it really is it's if you think about it it's formed a in, good a, one. in a question I, is read these things even just chapter one you'll recognize there's points where it's like if you profess you're without sin you make god a liar yeah you know things like that um in, in the verse that i had said just verse nine in chapter one if we confess our sins he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness i mean how amazing is that and and so if you do that, I would say the first John one, I mean the first John test, you read through it mm -hmm. because it brings up a lot of questions and you examine yourself and you, and it really is. And it's, so I would say, you know, read through that. It's five chapters. You could easily read that in 20 minutes. And they're not long. No, You it's don't not. even have to be completely committed to make it through that long. Like right. you can make it through. All right, Brandon. I, I would answer any gospel. Yeah. I would say Mark just for the shorter, quicker, you know, for somebody that's just, but I would say go and choose any gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and listen to Christ because he will address everything. What was his example? In that. He will address it himself by saying first John, or uh, by saying first John, Travis nailed it because John just echoes 
Christ in a shorter sense. So I mean that that yeah. that's a great that's a great book to start. First, I, I would definitely go to the Johns, but like my answer separately would be go to the Gospels and just listen to the words of Christ because a lot of these things that we've been talking about, Christ covers himself. And when you're thinking about these things, replace you know Pharisees and scribes and lawyers and different things with. Like, you know, priests pope. And, and pope and, you know, different things like that where your religious leaders, I mean, I mean they're, these are all, to me, these are all burdens. I go, right. you know what, Travis with this, this baptism, that, that's a huge burden like we were, we were just talking about. Like, that's huge. Somebody can't even sleep at night and freaking out and it could, like, honestly eat at a piece of their heart. That's a well, huge burden. And that makes Jeffrey. me think, to a religious leader, are you kidding me? How can you do that as a leader, knowing that that happens in your congregation or in your church or, or whatever the, the, the Catholics call their people? I'm sorry. I'm not very sensitive to this and only because I have very low tolerance for it. And I think if you're, if you're truly, truly... Uh, you know, a person of faith, you see this just right off the bat. There's just so many red flags that just pew pew that just shoot up all over the place. But like Alexis brought up a great point. We need to send Brandon. You know the refs with their flags that they throw. <laughs> <laughs> we need to send Brandon. <laughs> yeah, let's go to church series. with flags, let's Travis. Let's send the guys <laughs> to different churches. They'll go to that's elevation. Go oh to my flags. gosh. You that's, just that's had the, the most genius idea ever. What were you saying? That is the most genius idea ever. Million view YouTube. Theology refs. <laughs> Theology Let's start refs. a new YouTube channel. This is awesome. You guys should do a Theology uh, refs. Oh, this is because great. you know what, UK, but you know what, in seriousness, though, that that might not be a bad idea, is the one thing we are noticing. We are getting flooded with messages on a daily basis. We're sharing our daily Bible studies, doing these different things, and they break our hearts. I mean, this is all we do full time now. Like, we have no time for anything else, and we're so thankful for it. But we get so many people that come, usually from some type of church background. They want, they want to know God. They want to get to yeah. this, but they, they, they can't go to the local church. They can't go back to the church maybe that they came from or something like that for whatever these various issues might be. And these people come and they are lost, so lost. And you see so many people crying out going, I'm reading my Bible. I just want to love God, but I was always told this. I was always taught this. My family says this. And they're this. struggling with these and things. And you see that are these just... things, but to point out to us because we grew up in this because we spent you guys you two men specifically dedicate so much time into study on this so most people don't get to do that or right. don't yeah. think to do that because why would you right right so i don't think it is as clear to the mass majority why these flags should be thrown when right. the big established places are saying or doing, but well, that's the thing though. You know how I is, know these ideas? I'm like, I, I, I can tell you exactly what that would. I already know. But I mean, I where the, that's where my original point to where are we hearing in sermons in churches today? Now, there, we're not we're not preaching the gospel. We're not we're not preaching any kind of imminency of, of. I mean, there's so many things that we're not teaching in the church that 
is evident that these people are just so confused about. Well, which... And if you're one of those people and you're saying, I just want to be close to God, but I was taught all of these things. And, and it, it is. It is going to, anytime you're wrestling with something that you were basically raised with. Oh, yeah. Versus, but somebody told me this and I'm doing all this research and none of nothing in the Bible is saying that that person's wrong. So they must be right. But then this person over here, that happens to so many people. Oh, yeah. Totally. And it is so hard. Um it's a struggle, but understand that there is hope in that. Oh yeah, because God will straighten that all out in you. Mm-hmm. He sure. will. Oh, it takes time. Yeah, it's like a but magic while bomb. you're sitting there and while you're struggling and while you're just oh my gosh, what do I do? Stay in the Word. Mm-hmm. Stay in prayer. These things, they will level out. You will, because a lot of times what it is, what we're really struggling with is the idea of letting go. Yeah. It's so hard to let go, whether you're letting go of the feeling of betrayal. Mm -hmm. I was raised this way, and clearly that's wrong, but they want to hold on to it anyway because they don't want to feel betrayed. Um, Not, you know, yeah, letting go of tradition, letting go. But you feeling this way is a good sign yeah absolutely so take joy in that take refuge in christ Mm. and understand that if you weren't feeling this way if you weren't struggling with this Mm. you were just taking whatever was handed to you at face value you weren't being a brand you weren't doing research you weren't whatever it is then i would be more concerned for you yeah Mm -hmm. completely and i want to point out that you need to stay cautious i know confusion is is very easy but just always Keep the word as your focus and don't stray outside of that because remember that's it and that's all that you nothing outside of of the word. Not someone said, someone's book, someone's not someone's opinion, not a man's, not this pot. No, no, no one man, no mediator, nothing in between. And there are great resources out there. A lot of people go, yeah, you say this, but I don't know what to do. Sure. If you have the self control, Mm -hmm. you can easily type in like to uh, I mean there are apps that do it I think the Bible app is one of them I know there's different where you can look at word studies and things like that but you can also say where does the Bible talk about insert blank make sure you're quoting what you're reading exactly and you will have you might have to dig a little bit and remember to verify everything you see but you're what you're looking for is the answer is go look and read here biblically mm-hmm. go right. look and read here right i don't you don't want the commentary no you're not looking for other people's opinions or articles that they no you subject. want a point to you scripture. want some you know you but there are websites out there where people have done where they've yeah. taken and they've well, said and i want to these places i want to throw it out there because brandon and i spend actually probably the most majority of our days nowadays doing this but i'm sure travis you'd be happy to do it too if you are struggling you've been told one thing you're having an issue you have questions you don't know where to start and where to go message us let us know and none of we us are going to answer off of opinion no 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 we're going to answer only off get scripture sent back to you but um Brandon you know what's awesome and... no one's afraid to say you know what let me look into that nugget oh completely nobody's gonna just no pretend. but we are very happy again to help in scripturally sharing right. hey let's look at this let's look at that let's weigh this um so you but it's extremely important for us to never go outside of that and to never mm-hmm. use any source and also i mean 
they just wouldn't think to say this, but I know they think this, but like if you catch that, if you go, wait, 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 but you told me this, tell them they want to know. Yeah, we they do, definitely. They want to know if yeah. something is not clear. They yeah. want to know. They, they're never so full of themselves that they're like, you can't tell them, wait, hold on, that was unclear, or I was confused, mm -hmm. or I thought you said this, or this seems wrong. But can I ask you that if you do that, can you please approach it with like, hey, did you mean this? Because yes, with the they're question. They're not coming at anything from any place of like malice. Like yes, you, should, you don't need to no. be attacking them or yelling at them via text. <laughs> Which um, happens, but it's cool. So again, they won't make that request, but I will. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, by no means do we think that we're the authority on anything. We're but, just here reading our Bible. But we're just vessels obviously called out to do God's work. <laughs> and it's it's just, I mean, just through him, so it's not. I'm excited to do more of these. I'm excited to see what responses we get from this and to fish a little bit more for specifics. Right. Um, yeah. I know we kind of just needed to do one to kind of get a general But this is overview. going to be, I think, different. I think my point with a lot of these things, and the reason why I wanted to even start a ministry is because there, I felt there was holes in so many different things. You know, you watch different things, you're like, yeah, but you just don't really say this, and you don't just really say this. And this is one of those things for me. I'm looking at it going, okay, as, <laughs> as a mature Christian here, I'm going, all of this is satanic and horrible well, and, and demonic. Like and to be at least two. Right. I feel like there needs, well, as far as podcasts, I'm just like plotting in my head, but I feel like one should focus on that underbelly because yeah. there is one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then I think the other one should focus on, you know, hey, let's clear up some confusion. Here are sure. the things that, you know, here's some more details about some of these traditions and rituals that maybe aren't Why necessarily... that should raise a red flag. Yeah. But so, it also... Because I, like, I feel like tonally, it's two different things. Yeah, um, because one, we're going to be a lot angrier. <laughs> and I'll focus on the trap, but none of this is going to be without a fight from anything or yeah. resistance. Right. Yeah. Because this is stuff that I mean, this the size of this religion is huge. Oh, I and I say religion means Catholicism. Oh, I'm just saying, you're going to say Catholic, <laughs> and you know they've got people that are like, oh, somebody posted about, and yeah. they're you know. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing, and I know I don't want to come off. Well, of course, this. Of course, we say the stuff at the end, right? If somebody's even <laughs> made it all the way through, they've already gone by now. <laughs> so we we say all these warnings at the end. Um, but they'll just say wow. Well, the point isn't to hurt. I don't anyone, mean to hurt to anyone mean. or to point. think that I'm some authority on this. But guys, this is clear in the scriptures, and if 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 you know your scripture and you know and you read that, you'll you'll understand the weight and the seriousness of these things. Travis brought up the, the eating and drinking judgment upon yourself for mishandling the Lord's Supper. That's a big deal. Guys, that is serious. That's not a joke. And that Paul doesn't carry you for yourself. Can you think about your kids? Please? And when you say eating and drinking judgment, that means that, like, hey, you might be in the category of, hey, maybe you don't make it. Maybe you're, like, one of the ones that he's like, bye, see you, don't know you. They're like, wait a minute, when did I not give you a drink? Well, I'm not the judge of this, but I'm saying that you have to be careful of these things because that's the type of, when we talk about judgment, that's the type of thing that we're talking about. We're talking about you thinking that you knew him, but him saying, nope, you didn't. And and when you're, when you're dealing with things that are literally blatantly 
against Christ and a antichrist, like you said, go read First John. What does that say about that? Well, if Paul was blinded, <laughs> right? He was a good Jew. Sure. He did everything right. He sure. did all the things. Yeah. Sure. And God pretty much took him to his knees and completely removed his sight from him mm -hmm. and made him feel completely awful for this righteous life that he was living. Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty good picture of sure. all these, you know, the concept of, but I'm doing all the things. Sure. Okay. That was great. Yeah, that's a perfect example. <laughs> right, but but notice what Paul refers to, is, to himself as as a sinner and an unbeliever, yeah. and I was doing these things in ignorance and, and, and things like this. So the seriousness of what he realized that even walking in the way that he thought was correct was. He's like, thank God that he had mercy on me because if ignorance, not yeah. in my ignorance because if not i mean it, we would all we all fall under that you know at, at some point or another but for something as serious as this we we got to tread carefully and i think we are very soft on it and i'm so glad alexis and me i think are really together on this as far as um I don't have a lot of tolerance for it. And I call yeah, it what it is, and I don't we, understand I it. don't think we are understanding, as a Christian community as a whole, the seriousness of yeah. this cult of Catholicism. Mm -hmm. We really don't understand how serious this is and yeah. why it's that serious. It's that serious because you are trashing Christ, mm -hmm. essentially, yeah. by everything that you're doing. Okay. That's what it is. And that's... That's a no-go. Yeah. Christ should be glorified in yeah. all things. And that is that is what our life is meant to be. We are followers of Christ. And mm -hmm. so when you just look at the two differences, they downplay Christ in the Catholic Church. We choose. We want to exalt Christ for what he has done. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Main warning from, from Paul was any whenever you try to downplay Christ, he might have it. I was thinking about it. Oh, okay. Mind, that, but, uh, okay. These two guys, I'm telling you, you guys, they keep both like instantly yeah. going to the same scripture. Well, it's pretty funny to watch. Because it's clear. Nope, right. Philippians 3 7 is what came to mind. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss lost, for the yeah. sake of Christ. Uh, more than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. He was a devout Pharisee. Oh, yeah. Do you have any idea what him calling all things is rubbish and everything meant to that? Like, that is huge. I mean, those words right there is just huge to be able to drop everything and say no the knowledge well, of Christ. Well, we're going to mic drop here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leave it off. Well, we are Let Paul finish it. 40 minutes. So if you made oh, it through all of this, thank you guys so much. Um, if thank you. If you have any specific prayer requests, anything that answers if you need questions Bibles, that we can answer, if you, if you need, need a Bible, anything, go to APHomeChurch.com, contact us there, and we will all do all the things to do whatever we can do for you. So I guess... If you've yeah. made it this yeah. far, good job, all two of you. Congratulations, you just won a golden sticker. <laughs>